Hey everyone, this is the Written by Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today we are reading chapters 10 and 11 from my series called Searching. Before listening to this episode, if you haven't heard the previous chapters in the series, then be sure to listen to those before listening to this week's episode. Chapter 10 Brian stared at Zoe for a moment while she continued to read up on the girl and her family that once lived in the house her father and she now occupied. Zoe whispered as she read, Emerald. Brian spoke up. So it is her. Well, now that you know that, what are you going to do? Zoe looked up from the book. Now that I know who she is, maybe she will be more willing to show herself again. Brian looked slightly confused. You want to see her again? Why would you want that? The bell rang, indicating the end of the lunch. The students were to report back to their next classes. Zoe closed the book and stood up. Brian followed her as she returned the book to its shelf. She's sticking around for a reason. Maybe she has some sort of unfinished business. Isn't that what people say? That's why that there are ghosts hanging around, that they have unfinished business, and they are stuck in between, unable to fully pass over until they have completed their final duties. Brian followed Zoe out of the library and down the hall to their next class. He was still unsure. Maybe. I mean, I guess that's possible. But if you wanted to know more, then why didn't you just check out the book? There's plenty of information of that family in the book. You didn't even scratch the surface. It goes into more details about what happened, you know. Zoe found her seat in the back of the classroom and lowered her voice to a whisper. She didn't need anyone overhearing their conversation but her haunted house, as Brian called it. Look, if she shows herself to me again, I don't want to talk to her knowing everything that people have to say about her after she was already dead. I think she should be able to tell me her story, and I'm sure it's been a while that she has, if ever. The teacher asked for the students to settle down as class began, and Brian watched Zoe as she continued on as if nothing crazy had just happened, as if they hadn't just figured out what ghosts had been roaming around her home. He decided to leave the topic alone, for now. If Zoe wasn't worried, then he wouldn't be either. As the school day came to an end, Zoe became more and more anxious about getting home and trying to connect with Emerald, the girl that once lived and breathed in her home. She still wanted to speak to her grandmother first, let her know what was going on, She wanted to be sure that she was doing things the right way. The last thing she wanted to do was upset the girl. Zoe closed her locker and headed outside to wait for Brian. Before she was able to make it through the double doors to the outside, she was cut off by Madison, and presumably one of her friends, as she stood next to her and was crossing her arms just the same as Madison. Zoe looked between the two girls. She smiled politely. Excuse me, you're blocking the door and I'm ready to get out of here. Thanks. Zoe was as nice as she could be, while also being slightly annoyed that Madison was standing in her way, for what Zoe could only assume had something to do with Brian. Madison looked highly disgusted. I'm not sure why it didn't click the first time, but maybe I wasn't clear enough. Leave Brian alone. Zoe let her neck roll back and looked up at the ceiling and closed her eyes. She returned her neck to its normal position. She took another moment and then opened her eyes. Look, Madison... Yours and Brian's relationship has nothing to do with me, all right? If you want him, go get him. No one is stopping you. But maybe you should see if he's even interested in you before you waste any more time on him. Madison looked appalled. Which wasn't Zoe's intentions, honestly. She just wanted Madison to know it wasn't her who was stopping Brian from pursuing Madison. How dare you? You haven't been here more than a week and you think you can just come here and call me ugly? Zoe blinked. What? No, Madison, that's not what I said at all. Where did you even get that from? Well, why else wouldn't Brian be interested in me? Unless you're saying he thinks I'm hideous. Zoe had no idea what was going on, but she tried to calm the situation down. 
Madison, that's not what I meant at all. I just meant that maybe he doesn't like you because you aren't exactly the nicest person around. This statement was also a mistake, as Zoe instantly realized. It seemed no matter what she said, Madison was going to be offended by anything that Zoe said. Madison's mouth dropped, followed by her friend's mouth as well. They looked at one another and then back at Zoe. Madison responded quickly. You don't know anything about me. Well, she was right. Zoe didn't know anything about her, but she knew enough, and besides, she was just repeating what Brian had said. Although she decided against telling Madison who exactly thought she wasn't the nicest person. She wasn't here to hurt Madison's feelings, but in that moment, it didn't matter anymore. Not to Madison. Zoe had gone too far, and in an instant, Madison grabbed a handful of Zoe's hair and yanked it down. This, as she would soon find out, was also a mistake. Zoe wasn't a fighter. She got along with most people, so she didn't need to use her fists to argue with someone. But that didn't mean she didn't know how to fight. She was from the city, where muggers and creeps lurked around every corner. Back when her mother was still alive, Zoe's parents had often let her walk home, or to her friends, or even to the store by herself, on the one condition she learned to protect herself. So she did. Zoe attended classes and practiced frequently, self-defense and the proper ways to punch and attack someone. It was second nature at this point which was exactly the reason that when Madison grabbed that handful of hair and yanked it, Zoe swung and her fist connected with Madison's nose. Madison, of course, never saw it coming. No one had ever hit her before. Once the fist collided with her face, she dropped her handful of hair and stumbled backwards. She cupped her face and Zoe saw the blood filling Madison's hands. Her heart sank. Oh, shit. She managed to vocalize. Zoe reached over to assist. Here, let me help. Madison stepped away from her and screamed, Don't touch me. Her friend tried to comfort her. Zoe wasn't sure what to do. She looked around at the crowd of people that had stopped to watch the whole thing go down. A teacher, Miss Donovan, rushed over. Zoe, go to the principal's office right now. Madison? Madison, dear, are you okay? Let's go to the nurse's office so she can get you all fixed up, all right? Zoe watched as the teacher swooped in and took care of everything. Before turning the corner, she looked back at Zoe one last time. The principal's office. Now. Zoe let out a huge sigh and headed to the principal's office, which was located in the front office, she presumed. She didn't even know who the principal was. She had never met them. Once inside, she spoke to the principal's assistant, who asked her to wait in the chair near the door while the principal finished a phone call. She slumped in the chair and wondered if she would get expelled in her first week. She wondered if her dad would be upset or not. Normally, she would say no, since technically she was defending herself. But this was a different time a different town, and she wondered if he would react the same way to her defending herself against a criminal and a mouthy teenage girl who thought Zoe was trying to steal her boyfriend. Zoe sat in the chair by the door for about five minutes before the principal opened the door and walked out. He was a short man with white hair. He also had a white goatee. He wore a gray suit jacket and blue jeans and accessorized his outfit with cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Zoe stared at him. He wasn't scary looking, but he looked at her with a bit of confusion at first. You must be Zoe? Zoe nodded. Well, come on in. He seemed annoyed. Annoyed he had to deal with teenage girl drama so late in the day. Zoe stood and walked past him into his spacious office, filled with pictures of himself and other people with suits on. He had some trophies on his shelves and a few books that she was sure he had never read. Please sit, he said as he walked around and sat in his own chair behind his large wooden desk. Zoe sat and moved her eyes around, taking in the room. The principal. Principal Carter, as his desk plaque read removed his hat and placed it on the table. He leaned on the desk and looked at Zoe. So, Zoe, you're Henry's daughter. Is that correct? Zoe remembered this was the town her father grew up in. She wondered how many people knew him when he was growing up here. She nodded her head in answer to his question. 
He leaned back. So then, of course, you are Barbara's granddaughter. It wasn't a question, but Zoe was confused as to why it was said. Yes, obviously Barbara was her grandmother, but it's not like she had raised her, if that's what he was getting at. Her not being raised right, which is why she had hit Madison. Which wasn't true. She was raised to survive and to stand up for herself, which was perfectly acceptable in her mind. She would make note to ask either her father or her grandmother about this man. Maybe they had their own stories about him that would make the situation make sense. She first wanted to feel out how Principal Carter was going to act when they talked about what had just happened between Madison and her before she made any drastic comments. Principal Carter continued, I don't know what sort of school you went to before this one, but in my school and in this town, we do not tolerate fighting one another. Zoe spoke up. It was self-defense, Principal Carter. Zoe could tell that he wasn't used to being interrupted. He looked at her, surprised to hear her speaking, but must have thought better than to say anything about it. Instead, he said, Miss Ellen, you punched a girl in her nose. How exactly was that self-defense? Zoe knew this wasn't going to be an easy sell. She could tell that there was something he didn't like about Zoe, even though he had never met her before now. Zoe took her time before answering him. She yanked my hair. My response was purely instinct. I've had training in self-defense, and Principal Carter held up his hand to silence Zoe and spoke over her. Miss Ellen, I hardly think breaking someone's nose is the same as pulling hair. The punishment just doesn't equal the act. Besides, Madison is one of our star students. She has never gotten into a fight before. Zoe was fuming now. So you're saying it's my fault this all started? Mr. Carter, she attacked me first. Principal Carter shook his head. It's Principal Carter. And I'm saying that you will have to be suspended for your actions. Zoe couldn't believe that she was being suspended from school in her first week. What would her dad say? Surely he would believe her when she told him what happened. Just outside of the office, a small commotion was heard. A faint, you can't go in there. And then the door opened to reveal Brian and all his tall, buff friend glory. Zoe, although surprised to see him, smiled a little. She was happy to see him. Principal Carter smiled when he saw Brian as well. So good to see you, Brian, but I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of something right now. If you just wait out in the reception, I will be with you soon. I'm just about done with Ms. Allen here. Zoe internally rolled her eyes. Brian must have known, as he gives her a small smirk. She's kind of why I'm here, sir. I just wanted to volunteer as a witness to what happened in the hallway. Zoe wondered what he was up to. She knew he hadn't been around when everything happened, but she didn't say otherwise. Principal Carter chuckled. No need, Brian. I have already given Zoe her punishment. Brian snapped back quickly. Will Madison be receiving the same punishment? Principal Carter had not been expecting that, as he was caught off guard and didn't know how to respond to Brian's questions, but quickly composed himself. Brian, I'm sorry, but... I'm not at liberty to speak about one student's punishments with another student. This time Zoe spoke up. He said it's all my fault and he's suspending me. Principal Carter opened his mouth to speak, but Brian spoke again before he could get in another word. I brought a few of the people that saw what happened as well, and we all agree on what we saw. It wasn't Zoe who started it. A few people just outside the office spoke, and a few heads showed up in the doorway. Yeah, it's not Zoe's fault, they all said. Principal Carter was in a predicament. He knew he couldn't single out Zoe like he was trying to when all these students had come to her rescue. Zoe smiled at everyone and then turned her gaze back to Principal Carter, who looked flustered. He huffed and grumbled when he spoke. Very well. If the evidence is overwhelming, I suppose I shall let you off with a warning. Now go on, all of you. School's over. Go home now. Zoe grabbed her bag and headed out the door, following Brian and all his friends out of the office. They all laughed and cheered as they all retreated out the doors and onto the front lawn of the school. Zoe couldn't believe all these people most of whom she hadn't even learned their names yet, had come to her aid. 
She knew it was Brian's doing, but she appreciated it nonetheless. She thanked everyone, and after a few moments, they all dispersed and began going their separate ways. Zoe looked up at Brian as they headed down the street, away from school and her almost suspension. He was happily holding the straps of his backpack and walking beside her, content with his little rescue mission. How did you know what happened and that I was going to be suspended? Brian looked down at her. He shrugged. Well, when you didn't show up outside, I went to go see if you were still at your locker, and the guys told me what happened. And then Jamie, Madison's friend, walked by saying that Principal Carter had told them while they were in the nurse's station that he was going to suspend you. Zoe shook her head. So much for not disclosing information to other students. What's his deal? I was getting the feeling that he didn't like me, and I've never met him before now. Brian thought for a moment. I'm not really sure, but your dad lived here when he was young, so maybe they didn't get along or something. Zoe agreed. That had to be it, especially the way he acted when he realized she was Barbara's granddaughter. Zoe wanted to ask him about that as well. Maybe he knew something about her since she had lived in this town even after her son had left. What about my grandma? He acted weird when he mentioned her as well. This time Brian hesitated, which caught Zoe's attention quickly. What is it? Brian looked over at her but looked quickly away. It's just that some people, not everyone, think she's a little weird, out of her mind, you know? He was trying to be as sensitive as he could, but it still sounded rather harsh, no matter the intention. Zoe knew what he meant. Even though she hadn't known her grandmother for very long, knowing the predictions she had made about her mother, and the books she kept, even how she dressed, she knew that she wasn't what this town would call normal by any means. Brian added on to his original statement. But I think she's great. She's really kind. My whole family thinks so, actually. Zoe was glad that not the whole town thought Barbara was a whack job, and was happy that of all people that could care about her grandmother, that Brian was one of them. She smiled and nodded at him. They continued to walk for a bit. When they reached the crossroads, where they would normally go their separate ways, Brian turned and looked at Zoe, and she spoke. I didn't thank you for earlier, for helping me to not get suspended. So, thank you. Brian shrugged. That's what friends are for. To help one another when one needs it? Zoe agreed. Right. Well, I'm going this way today. She motioned towards the other street. I'm visiting my grandma today. Do you want to come? Brian smiled. Yeah, I'm due for a visit with Barbara. Zoe laughed and they both walked down the street in the direction of Barbara's house. Chapter 11 As the pair walked up to Barbara's house and up to the door, it was open before they could even knock. Barbara stood before them, grinning. Well, hello, my dear granddaughter. And Brian, it's so nice to see you. Brian smiled. Always a pleasure to see you, Miss Barbara. Zoe hugged her grandmother, and Barbara stepped aside so both teens could head inside. She closed the door and they made their way to the kitchen. Zoe and Brian sat at the table, and Barbara turned off the stove and pulled out a pan with cookies. Zoe watched her transfer the cookies from the pan to a plate, we just got out of school, and I wanted to come see you. I wanted to talk to you about some things. Brian licked his lips as he took a big whiff of the fresh cookie smell in the air. Is that so, sweetie? Brian watched as Barbara put the plate of cookies in the middle of the table. Careful now. They are still very hot. You just watched me take them out of the oven. Brian waited while they cooled. So, you two are friends then? Zoe nodded and Brian smiled. Now we are for sure. Barbara looked at Brian. Now? Brian shrugged. Well, I was kind of a little cocky when we first met, but we're fine now, especially since I got Zoe out of suspension. Zoe blinked and gave Brian a look. Brian noticed and cleared his throat. Oh, uh, sorry. Barbara raised her brows. Suspension? Why on earth would you be suspended? 
Zoe shook her head. I punched Madison. Well, I don't know her last name, but yeah, Principal Carter said I broke her nose, but I don't know how accurate that is. Goodness, Zoe, Madison Bloom? That's the mayor's daughter. Zoe looked over at Brian, who had decided he had waited long enough for the cookies to cool and was getting ready to take a bite when he noticed Zoe looking at him. Oh, did I not tell you she was the mayor's daughter? Zoe pressed her lips together. Barbara clicked her tongue. Well, that family can be a little much to handle, but why would you hit her? Zoe sighed. She pulled my hair. It was only a reaction of that. Barbara seemed to think this was valid, but Brian spoke next. I never did find out why she pulled her hair. Zoe rolled her eyes. Because I told her she wasn't very nice. Brian chuckled a little. Oh yeah, she surely didn't like that. Barbara smiled at the two, finding the whole situation quite comical. Zoe wanted to confirm Brian's story of Principal Carter possibly not liking Barbara because she was a little different, but decided against it. She loved her grandmother and her eccentric ways. She decided to direct the conversation to the actual reason she had wanted to visit. So, Grandma, guess what? Barbara turned her attention to Zoe. Yes, dear? Zoe looked at Brian, who was mid-bite. He knew what she was about to say, and he looked from one woman to the other. Zoe cleared her throat. The family that built mine and dad's house? Well, I think it's being haunted by the daughter. Emerald? I saw her this morning, and she's definitely the face I've been seeing. Brian showed me a picture of the family this morning, and it's definitely her. I've been reading the book you lent me and meditating and practicing opening my mind and all that. Once she had started talking, it was as if she hadn't been able to stop. But finally, she had. And she looked between Brian and Barbara. Brian was looking between the two women, and Barbara smiled and let Zoe finish before speaking. I see. And what do you plan on doing with this information? If she's shown herself to you multiple times, it has surely interested you enough to go find out who she was. Zoe was hesitant. Well... I want to see if maybe she needs help or if she needs someone to tell her story to. Barbara seemed interested. Do you know her story? Zoe shook her head. No, I only read a small bit of it. I figured if I'm going to try and connect with her, it would be best if she was able to tell me her story herself. Barbara smiled. I think that's a good idea, but I will of course advise you to be careful when contacting the dead. They don't always have the best intentions. Zoe nodded. Of course. Do you have any other books that might help me? Barbara stood. I sure do. I'll be right back. She left the room and Zoe was able to check that Brian wasn't too freaked out. He seemed off, but he spoke in a slight whisper. You're really doing this? Zoe nodded. I feel like I have to. I don't know what it is, but I just have this strong urge that she needs me or that I need to hear her story at least. Brian scratched his head. I'm not going to lie, this does kind of freak me out, but I don't want you to feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, besides your grandmother, of course. Zoe smiled. Thanks, Brian. And if this is ever too much for you, just let me know. Barbara returned with two books. They should be helpful. They have tips about how to recognize when spirits are trying to trick you or take advantage. It's very important that you are always on high alert when dealing with things and not of this world. Zoe looked at both books and then slipped them in her back. Thank you. A couple hours later, Zoe was back home. Henry was waiting for her in the kitchen when she walked in. Hey, Dad. She greeted him. Zoe, he responded. Zoe looked at him, confused. Something wrong, Dad? His arms were crossed and he did not look happy. You got into a fight at school? Zoe set down her bag. I wouldn't really call it a fight, Dad. Henry didn't look pleased. This isn't funny, Zoe. What happened? I need to hear your side of things because with the information I have, it doesn't sound very good. Zoe wondered if Principal Carter had talked to him and what he had said to get Henry so worked up. This girl was being annoying and kind of rude, so I told her she wasn't very nice 
she yanked my hair and I punched her in the nose. It was more of a reflex than anything. Henry listened to her quick story and softened up. Self-defense, huh? Zoe nodded. Yeah, if it's anyone's fault, it's yours. You made me take those classes. Henry stared at Zoe before a smile slowly crept onto his face. Zoe, you broke the mayor's daughter's nose. You have to be more careful. This is a small town, and word spreads like wildfire. Zoe nodded. Yeah, all right, Dad. Henry rubbed her arm. I always want you to stand up for yourself, but you just had to be careful. You're lucky Principal Carter let you off with a warning. Zoe raised her brows. Only because Brian came in with a crowd of people saying they witnessed that I didn't start anything. Henry listened as Zoe retold the story of what happened that afternoon. He shook his head. That man is a piece of work, I tell you. Zoe agreed. Yeah, seems like he didn't really like you. And then by association, he didn't like me. Did you guys know each other growing up? Yeah, he hated me since I took his sister to homecoming our freshman year. I had a crush on her and he said I wasn't good enough for her. So I asked her and she said yes. She probably felt bad for me, but either way, we went and had a great time. And ever since, he's hated me. He shrugged. He used to make fun of my mom for being a little weird, too. So he listened as Henry continued. I thought maybe he could look past those childhood things, but I guess not. Just watch your back, Zoe. This is a small town, and not everyone has the best intentions. All right? Zoe nodded. Well, I have you, Grandma, and Brian, and I think that's good enough for now. Henry smiled and stood. He kissed Zoe on the head. You always have me, sweetie. I love you. Alright everyone, that's it for today's episode. Come back next week for another installment of Searching. And in the meantime, if you want to reach out, maybe ask me some questions about the series or the podcast in general, you can find me on Instagram at writtenbylauren underscore podcast. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. See you guys next week.